Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I hope that you are doing so well. I said that so fast, <laughs> but I hope that you are doing well today. I am starting to feel like slowly every day as there's more sunlight, there's a little bit more warmth. I'm starting to feel it definitely like in my body, in my mood, in my energy. I'm getting excited because winter is almost done so excited about it. I definitely see a huge shift for me. I know I talked about this back in November, but like the seasons really do impact me. The darkness, the cold. I am not a winter person. I am definitely a summer child. I love to be in the sun. I love to be a lizard. I love to, you know, just be able to do things <laughs> basically. So this change in temperature is so welcomed. And I definitely see a huge difference in the way that I get to show up day to day. And I also know that this time of year can also be challenging for many of us before we heal our relationship with food, right? Because as seasons change, as we get closer to summer, there's also a lot of pressure of getting bikini body ready, getting summer ready. We know that in the summertime, chances are like more of our body is going to be exposed, which can feel very vulnerable and can push us to want to diet for the summertime. Right. I know that that's how I used to be. Starting from March was okay, go, go, go. Summer's coming, getting shade, do the things, right? Knowing that we'll wear more bathing suits and shorts and dresses and all the things that are going to show my body. And if you are feeling that way right now, I just want to first send you so much compassion and let you know that you're not alone in having these feelings, right? It seems any month of the year, there's always a reason for diet culture to put pressure on us to be different than who we are and what we are and being thinner and just all the things, you know, that diet culture puts pressures on us for, but it, the summer can be a pretty big trigger. So just wanting to acknowledge that. And then knowing that it can also be different. What if we opt out of that this summer? What if your body right now is already your summer body? What if that was okay? What if we get to focus on what we want to experience this summer instead of how we want to look this summer? What would that look for you? How would that feel? And if you want to learn a little bit more around, you know, healing your relationship with food and body for good, I'm super excited to invite you to a free class. I'm actually going to do a one day, one hour class next week, which is super exciting. So you can join us in this class. I'm going to talk about how we can have control with food and feel empowered Right. This really came from this idea of, you know, oftentimes feeling out of control with food, feeling food is controlling us, feeling all we do is think about food all the time and then end up losing control. Or we try to have so much control 
to end up losing it. And this can feel one very draining, but very like, like we we're losing our power. We're losing our control, which can feel very like anxiety driven. So I wanted to do this class to support you and give you my strategies in terms of how we can start feeling empowered with food and have true food freedom. So in this class, I'm going to share three ways that we maybe get stuck and mistakes that we're probably making in our relationship with food and body that is not helping us long-term, but then also give you, you know, the steps on how do we actually get to a place where we do have a great relationship with food and our body. And then I'm going to share with you a little bit how we can work together if you choose to, and if you want to. I think it's going to be a really, really good class where you're going to get so much information I'm really excited to share with you. I'm really excited for more people to be able to really feel this way. Feeling empowered with food and confident in your body is priceless. Honestly, like it is the best thing. Personally, I've lived it. I've watched so many people get there. It was insane. I've talked to a client last week where we were talking about just her journey and the way she was describing it. I can't imagine. I can't believe that I'm here. I just want to hold on to this feeling of just feeling good and just feeling accepting of my body. And food is no longer an issue. She's like, I'm so scared of losing this feeling because it's so good. Right. And I mean, the fear of losing that feeling is normal because with diet culture is this roller coaster up and down. But what's cool about this work is like, we don't lose this feeling because it just is now. We just get to embody being empowered with food. We just get to embody confidence. We just get to be that. It's no longer something we do, it's something we are. So, I'm pumped. I'm really excited to share that with you. And if you want to join us next week, you can go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash sign up, and you'll be able to get all of the information to sign up for the class. And it's free. Did I say it's free? It's free. So yay. Would love for you to join. All right. Now let's get into today's podcast episode. So this podcast episode. I want to talk about wellness culture and I want to talk about it for two reasons. One, we did a workshop back in February about wellness culture and really the impact on disordered eating and and eating disorders. And it was really popular and I think offered a lot of really good information. So I wanted to share some of that, but also because I don't know if you have seen it on the social medias. I feel like I've seen this everywhere, but the Gwyneth Paltrow talking about her wellness regimen. Did you see it? Holy moly. That stuff is disordered AF. And I really thought we needed to talk about it because unfortunately she influences a lot of people, including her kids. And what she said in that interview is extremely disordered. This woman has an eating disorder. I don't have any questions about that. I mean, I can't diagnose her because I'm not a doctor, but if I were... (laughs) there'd be a diagnosis, but it also, because it's so influential and she has really, really much position, what she does as wellness and this concept of what is wellness. But what I want to talk about today is what that is, but also when it becomes disordered, when are we pushing too far? When is this need to be healthy becomes obsessive and harmful, right? So I really believe that wellness culture is just an extension of diet culture. It's the same thing in a different costume. It's the same thing, right? Almost zero difference. I think diet culture, we really focus, you know, on like dieting and like weight loss. But as the world is starting to, you know, gather all the evidence, and now we know that diets don't work. We have ample evidence to show us that not only do they not work, 
They lead to body dissatisfaction. They lead to potentially more weight gain. They lead to disordered eating and eating disorders. They lead to metabolic health issues. Diets suck and don't work. I think most people are starting to understand that. So diet culture needs to shift, right? This doesn't work anymore. So I feel like diet culture is just shifting into what we call now wellness culture, which is just this idea of almost striving for wellness, striving for health at all cost, right? Overemphasizing either some foods, some superfoods, demonizing other foods, very being like the very intense, just the intense rigidity around like the food, the exercise, the way that we show up, putting things on pedestal. It's very obsessive around health. So all that to say, diet culture has now moved into wellness culture. And wellness culture really emphasizes just this whole idea of health, right? It's basically diets, but now you're adding the layer of justifying, but it's okay though, because it's for my health and health is important. And we all see health as this value that all of us need to have, but we're still creating the same hierarchy, but with health now, so it it does look a little bit different, but you can hear how it's very, very similar, right? And that wellness piece still has a look wellness culture still will identify like someone who is well is someone who is slim, someone who has more muscle tone, someone who has beautiful skin, someone who has beautiful hair, right? All the indication of health and wellness on a person, which is the new, you know, I think beauty standard is slowly being created, right? And that we all strive to be because, well, it's not about weight loss anymore. It's about health. So it's better but it's not better. It's all the same. And we can start arguing that an obsession with health is not actually health, right? It's an eating disorder. It's an eating disorder in disguise, but our society makes us believe a ton of different little things, right? Especially when it's endorsed by celebrities. When we have celebrities who have such a big influence, who, who talk about health and wellness as this way to restrict themselves, it's extremely harmful. So I just want to name it for what it is, right? When we are not meeting our body's needs consistently, when we are not providing a safe environment for our body to live in, when we are not giving ourselves enough nourishment, knowing that our bodies are very expensive to keep alive, our body needs the energy to thrive, to actually be healthy and have long-term sustainable health, it is an eating disorder, right? We are not able to meet our own needs, no matter the reason, no matter if it's because of beauty standards, no matter if it's because of food aversions or whatever the case is, we're not able to meet our nutritional needs. And this is not wellness. It's not health, right? When we start obsessing about every single thing we put into our mouth, it is not wellness culture either. I feel like wellness culture is like putting like behaviors on a pedestal, kind of like you're, you are more valuable if you engage in wellness behaviors versus not, which is again, very, very, very similar to diet culture. It's just another way to do it. But I really believe that, you know, in some perspective, wellness culture may actually make us more sick, right? This obsession with trying to be the healthiest version of us and changing a little bit, like what does health actually mean? 
and putting things on pedestal like nutrition and exercise and kind of forgetting about all the other markers of health is not healthy and it's not supportive. And I think we see it a lot, like, you know, in sneaky ways that it kind of shows up into our everyday life. So when we see, especially on social media, we see wellness culture will put a lot of emphasis on the need to look good. So the body aesthetics of being fit and looking well and healthy. And same thing with food. Wellness culture also puts a lot of emphasis on the food needing to look good and aesthetic plating and the way that we do things right? It's really about this piece of almost like body perfection and that your body is a full indication of your health, which we know is not true. Health does not have a look. People all sizes, all colors, all abilities, all shapes, all size, weight, all the things. There's diversity in how health looks, right? And even in definitions of health, what does it mean to be healthy? Is healthy just about what you eat and how you train? No, 100% no. Because there's a lot of people who eat a certain way and train and maybe still have some illnesses. And, you know, there's so many things behind what that means. But wellness culture will only kind of pick and choose what they mean by health and what's the new category and what is attached value to it. Right. There's also the need, like almost like to be successful with wellness right? Like you're a high achiever. You focus on success, physical perfection, needing to do all of the things, right? Being disciplined, kind of trending back from diet culture, tracking everything that you eat, everything you put into your body, macro tracking, counting your calories, counting your points, journaling about all the things, doing your workouts, tracking every rep, tracking all the things right? There's a a big theme around control that comes with it. The rigidity around those behaviors, which is also something we see very often in eating disorder care. I also feel like wellness culture also adds this layer of looking very happy and joyful all the time, right? Kind of this toxic positivity of like what it needs to look to be well, but it's very performative, Right. And again, that's not what health is. Health is not about being that way or always being in a certain way. And then lastly, and I think the biggest thing is this need to be healthy. And, you know, for a lot of us, health is a value and it's something that we aspire to be, that we maybe will engage in health promoting behaviors, maybe, you know, all of these things But it's this need to be healthy and feeling health should be like controllable and is almost a weakness if we're not able to achieve this level of whatever health is determined by wellness culture. And it has a lot of fear mongering behind. If you're not striving to be the best, most healthy version of yourself, then what? What does it mean about you as a person? Right. And coming back again to knowing that, you know, again, health is a value. But health is also determined by so many different factors that are not all controllable, right? Some of our health markers are actually pre-decided from the moment we're born. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't care and do nothing. If it's still a value to you, there is a lot of things that we can do, but I think there's also a lot of beauty in releasing what is no longer in our control. 
there's a lot of beauty in being able to like take care of yourself in the ways that feel good, both mentally and physically. And then allowing yourself to kind of release and knowing that we do not have that control. Doing an effort red sauna every day and paying like thousands and thousands of dollars for these things is not necessarily needed. Right. And I'm not saying that it's bad per se. I personally love to go do a hot sauna because I think it's great. And I know that there's a lot of research behind it that shows it can be good for us, but it's the obsession with it. And like the idea that this makes me a better person because of that. Right. I remember in the peak of my eating disorder, I used to think I was a better person than everybody else because I would eat a certain way. I attached so much value in how I was eating that I was judging myself, judging others, really feeling superior because I felt, look at me eating vegetables. Yay. But it was all in my own brain. Did it actually help me? No, it stressed me out. Cause then if I ate something that was not there, then I believe that my own worth has like suddenly just declined and I, I was no worthy as a person. I feel like wellness culture is just a way to normalize what we call orthorexia, which is this obsession with health. It's just a way that celebrities most likely and, you know, other influencers have found to make profit of this, normalize it. But if we look at the facts and we look at what it is, we know that it's disordered. At the end of the day, I do believe in body autonomy that like you want to do that. If you want to be Gwyneth Paltrow and letting her do her thing, I do think with her, like, I mean, she is causing so much harm, so I don't love it personally, but we do have body autonomy, but then we also get to choose that. Like we also don't need to do that. None of it is needed. None of it is a must. None of it is required in any capacity. So I hope that this conversation has been helpful in just starting to talk about what wellness culture is. And if you have been hearing about it, you know, just knowing that it's diet culture that is shifting, you know, the beliefs around behind maybe shifting, but I would, you know, really question when we see things on social media and asking ourselves who benefits from this, what is the message coming from this? What do I know to be true about health? What do I know to be true about my own health and what my body requires, right? I really believe that we become and we get to become the expert of our own bodies and knowing what works best for us. And I think wellness culture, just as diet culture, takes away a lot of that autonomy to make that decision for yourself because you are made to feel more valuable or less valuable based on what you do, which is shitty. Because you know what to do for you. I really believe that. On that note, my friend, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Let me know on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know your thoughts about wellness culture. I want to hear from you and all about, again, if you want to sign up for the class next week, I would love to be able to connect with you. We're going to do it live on Zoom, which is going to be very different, which I'm really excited about. I've always done my workshops in Facebook. So I think it's going to be really cool. And again, you can go to thebalancepractice.com forward slash sign up. And I really, really, really look forward to connecting with you next week. On that note, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful day.